baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, what did you take away from last night? It didn't seem to surprise many people that uh, former President Trump won by the amounts he won by. But do you see, even though the um, the gap is is shortened, do you see a path for her to maybe make a comeback here? Well, New Hampshire was definitely Nikki Haley's best opportunity if she was going to change the trajectory of this race and somehow derail Donald Trump. Um, New Hampshire is one of the best opportunities she had to win an early state. And I would say it's not exactly the night she hoped for. It's kind of what we predicted, but she really needed to come out of there with a win or a really narrow second place uh, placing. So she didn't do that. Yeah, and she did. She lost by 11 points. That's relatively significant in a state like New Hampshire, which tends to be more moderate. Um, But also... She's up against Trump with his unique, I mean, I'll call it cult of personality, his following that he has. But also, he's not an incumbent, but it kind of feels like he has some of the advantages of an incumbent. He absolutely does. He has that name recognition, certainly. And one thing that Trump has is a base that seems to be pretty immovable. It doesn't matter what's happening, you know, in the economy, with a pandemic, with court cases. This base is really loyal to him, and they give him this structural advantage that few people who aren't true incumbents have. And so Trump really doesn't have to persuade new voters into his coalition to get this nomination. He just has to turn his people out. Uh, Dr. Mannion from UMSL, assistant political science professor there with us on KMOX. And the next event, really, I mean, there's the Nevada caucus, uh, which is coming up. Nikki Haley not participating in that. But it's South Carolina that she's really focusing on, which is a month from today. What does she have to do in South Carolina and whatever she wants to do? Is it possible considering she's not polling well? Yeah, I think this is going to be a real challenge for her. So I suspect over the next four weeks, she and her campaign, you know, they already have some fundraising events scheduled in places like New York and Florida and California. So I think one key factor is how does her fundraising go? Is she able to keep the money to run ads and run a campaign in South Carolina? And then she's going to look at that polling and are things shifting as she gets on the ground there? Um, does her, that gap start to close? Because as much as she'd like to stay in the race, I think it's going to be really hard for her to explain away a 30-point loss in a state where she was formerly governor. When we watched Donald Trump last night talking in New Hampshire, we saw Tim Scott behind him. We saw Vivek Ramaswamy. What significance do you put on their presence on that stage last night? Yeah, you know, as Trump becomes more and more clearly the presumptive nominee, we see people definitely falling in line behind him. In addition to those former challengers that were on the stage with him, over half of the Republican senators and uh, members of the House of Representatives have endorsed him. And so I think 
particularly for those folks like maybe a Ron DeSantis or a Tim Scott who want to have a future in the Republican Party, who maybe want to run for president again in 2028. If they know that Trump is going to be their nominee, it is important, you know, politically for them to line up behind him. And so I think that's part of Nikki Haley's calculations, too. I've seen some speculation that uh, Tim Scott could be his running mate or Mm -hmm. I I suggested Vivek, but somebody rightfully Mm -hmm. pointed to me yesterday that, you know what, he's he's too much of a spotlight guy and maybe that (laughs) wouldn't work for Trump in his orbit. What do you think? I think they're probably right about the Ramaswamy idea. Um, Trump, you know, if you think of Mike Pence, somebody who is a a good soldier, who falls in line, but maybe isn't vying for that spotlight or to be the next uh, president. And so Tim Scott could be a very solid uh, person in that role, a person of color, which there are very few um, people of color in the Republican Party in uh, positions of senator and governor. So I could definitely see that being an intention of Tim Scott, then maybe positioning him for that 2028 presidential run. So one thing that I thought was interesting from the results last night is, uh, well, clearly Donald Trump, uh, he just dominated amongst Republicans who voted. He had 74 percent of their vote. Mm -hmm. But in independence, Haley was 22 points ahead of him. She did really well with independence. What do you think that means? And again, it's it's New Hampshire, so they don't speak for the country. But what do you th- suppose that means for the country at large in a general election if Trump is the nominee? I think that, you know, Biden and the Democrats might be taking a glimmer of hope away from this, that Trump doesn't seem to be making inroads with moderates and independents. Um, and so maybe they see an opportunity to capture those demographics in the general election. But I think if you're Haley and you're looking at trying to run a Republican primary and Trump is just dominating among Republican voters, voters without a college degree, that makes it really hard for her to get a coalition among a party that's largely conservative and working class at this point. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.